Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Say Aloud. I'm a woman and I'm proud. I have two fabulous women on, business women, Chantel Parnash, and I also have Patricia Watson. They're going to talk about business, 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 and we'll be right back in about a minute or so. I am back. Um, say it loud. I'm a woman and I'm proud. Your host, Wanda Williams. Again, I'm here with two fabulous ladies, uh, Chantel Nashpar. What is it, uh, Chantel? What, what, you have so many different names. What names do you want me, <laughs> you want me to use? Hey, Wanda, I only have one name, and that's Chantel Parr. Chantel Parr. <laughs> Right the first time. Every time I go on the internet, it's different names. So it's Chantel Parr, correct? That's it. That's correct. Okay, Miss Chantel Parr, and also um, Miss Ms. I said Miss Ms. Well, you could be married or single. It doesn't matter. Um, Patricia <laughs> Watson. Hi, ladies. Hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You know, I I always in, I always enjoy talking to women entrepreneurs, because it ain't easy, okay? Can, can I get an amen on that? Amen. It Indeed. ain't easy. It is not easy, but we do it, and we come through it, and we're we're good to go. Today, we're going to talk mm-hmm. about your businesses, and you also help others build their businesses, which is really great, because... We we need like a mentor or somebody that we can call when we have a question and we don't understand this, what to do. And you women help other businesses with questions and information, and, and sometimes you have seminars and things like that. Uh, Patricia, you, you do do that, correct? Uh, yes, we do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, we do. And so uh, mm-hmm. go ahead. So you do that. I was just going to say that that's a part of, of, of uh, a couple of um, workshops that Chantel uh, likes to put on. So, yes, we do. Um, our goal is to help other business owners or those that want to be business owners uh, succeed and make sure that they're on the right track. Because I always believe that when you're coming up and you're a little successful, you reach back and grab somebody up and help them along the way. That is that is so nice. That is so nice. And 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 then you can tell them the pitfalls and and the mistakes maybe you made. That other person won't make those same mistakes. Right. Yes. And it's very um, easy Chantel, to make those same go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going to say it's very easy, and, and and it's a part of business. You're going to make mistakes. That's the only way that you're going to learn. That's true. That's true. You learn by your mistakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chantel, tell me about some of the seminars that you hold. The main one is uh, Blueprint Business and Succession Planning. Mm -hmm. And what that is is I I do some business consulting. And so one of my passions is to assist others um, with achieving their career goals and dreams. So um, Blueprint is just a program that I designed to – kind of showcase other business owners, let them, you know, give them a platform to share what it is that they do, share what their passions are, products and and services that they offer, and then they get to learn um, some of the components of a business plan and um, what business succession planning is. Okay, okay. That sounds good. Let Let me give you a scenario here. I've been working my job for 15 years. And, oh, I hate my job. I think I'm at a point where if I have to go to work one more day, somebody might get hurt, and it's not going to be me. 
and I just cannot take this job no more. These people are driving me nuts. So I just go in one day uh, and just say I quit and clean out my desk, and I leave. And I go home, and the first thing I do is panic because we don't have no paycheck coming in, but somebody, it's something in my head said, start your own business. Uh-huh. Where would I start? What would I do? Where would I start? Um, do I need a reason to go into business for myself? And, and then, by the way, um, I have a cookie. I have a cookie uh, recipe that my grandmother left me, and she always told me to go into the cookie business, and the cookies are great. Everybody loves my cookies, and I'm thinking about going into the cookie business. What do I do? How do I start? Okay. Um, um, go ahead, Chantel. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Just kind of give a different spin. It, uh, I, I just I have to say that since she used that scenario, there's just yes. one thing that I have to add to it, and then I'm going to let Miss Pat go. Okay. <laughs> but uh, so passion, you didn't expect that one, did you? you? Didn't expect that one. Okay, that's all right. I, go ahead. We, we did. We did not. But guess what? You turn passion into profit, right? And so one of the things that you said was when my grandmother told me, you know, that there's, she's got this cookie pee, and, you know, oftentimes there's two things. One, elders, we cannot live vicariously through our offspring. If, you know, if we were inspired at some point to be a, a certain kind of career person or start a business, we don't have a right to kind of inject that into our children and grandchildren. You have mm-hmm, to let mm-hmm. them be who they are, and they were born with a purpose, right? And so most business owners, they turn that purpose or that passion into profit. So the first thing that comes to mind, and this is number two, the first thing that comes to mind is what is it that you enjoy doing? What is it that keeps you up at night, You keep you, mm-hmm. you know, excited about it no matter what? Because business – Ownership is not easy. It's not a cakewalk, and it's not for everybody. But what keeps mm-hmm. you up at night? What keeps you getting up, getting to it, no matter what, the ups and downs and highs and lows of business, and you still show up, you know, at that office, at that computer, or you still, you know, go out and set that booth up. So it's passion. What are you passionate about, mm-hmm. basically? Okay.
for the first time without, you know, employment. I said to myself, I did not want to go into corporate anymore. I did not want to work for anybody else anymore. What is it that I really want to do? I want to work for myself. But I really had a hard time trying to decide what it was I wanted to do. But it just, all of a sudden, it just dawned on me one time looking at my family and the struggles of when a couple of people have passed away and mm-hmm. how, uh, how, you know, I felt helpless that I could not help out, you know, at that time. And I started thinking, you know what, I'm not going to do anything unless I'm helping somebody. That's got to be, that's, that's number one. My passion is helping people. And I had to find a vehicle to learn to, to be able to do that. And that's why I'm in the business that I am in, in insurance. So my okay. passion is me to where I am. Okay. So my scenario was the cookie thing. And, I, and that I, I love to cook. I made the, the cookies. Even when I was, this is a real yeah. story, though. I, was, I made cookies when I was growing <laughs> up all the time. All the holidays, I had to make the cookies and stuff. And everybody always loved my cookies, but I never went into the cookie business. But this is a scenario. But I do love to make cookies, and I feel like that's my passion. So right. step, there's steps. You guys have steps. Uh, what's step one? What's the first step that I would have to take? I would Name say your... the first thing. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Okay. The first. Thing, um, <laughs> first of all, is it a business or is it a hobby? It's you know, I'm making this into a, my business. business. You want it a business and so forth. I would mm-hmm. say um, always with anything, you you want to conduct mar- market research. You want to um, see if there's an opportunity to t- turn your ideals about making cookies and so forth into a successful business, and. Um, so when you do your market research, you know, this is just another way to um, gather information about your potential customers and your businesses mm-hmm. that's already doing that, you know. Mm-hmm. So you want to you know, make sure that you get that information to find a competitive advantage over uh, advantage for your business, okay. So okay. is there a demand for your cookies? What kind of cookies do you want to make? Is there a demand for that product and service, you know, um, you know, can your business be reached, you know, as far as location? So that would be the first thing. It's like, you know, okay, I'm putting this cookie okay. ideal out there. and so. I want to ask you a question, though. I want to ask this question because I'm going to ask questions in between your, your steps that we're going to go through. Now, mm-hmm. um, I, let's say I want to do gourmet chocolate chip cookies. That's all I want to do. Now, um, can I find my market? I don't know if you recall in that last, when, last Christmas, they were selling uh, rocks. Um, it started off for charity, and then people started selling. Remember the, the rocks? And I know that Pat remembers years ago they used to sell pet rocks. Do you remember that? Yes. yes. In the box, they have a pretty box. This was years ago. Right. And uh, mm-hmm. that was like a fad type of thing. And right. everybody was buying pet rocks. Yeah. And there was no demand for it. There was no, nobody said, hey, we need to get some pet rac- rocks out here. And they were cleaning up because they were, you know, you could find a rock anywhere and put it in a pretty yeah. box and sell it. I think those things were like maybe <laughs> 10 bucks a piece. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they didn't do any market research. Wow, how many people really mm. need a pet rock? Well, right, right. I, and they certainly did not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They nobody said that. No, yes. because we're yes. selling rocks for lots of money. Those rocks are going for a lot of money. I think in the forty dollar ranges and things like that. Right. And I right. love rocks too. Mm-hmm. I collect rocks, but mm-hmm. I like to pick mine up off the ground for free. I, I and I see a rock that I like. I'm not going to buy a pet rock, but I remember that. So if my cookies are chocolate chip gourmet cookies, can I make my market, or do I have to? Um, to see if it's a, it's a need because there's thousands of chocolate chip cookies out there, but how would I market mine to make my mine special? I got I have special gourmet cookies. What would I do for the marketing for that? Because we all have food and we all have clothes and we uh, just how do you make your your item special? Who wants to answer that question? Branding. Mm-hmm. It's right. I hear that word so much. What is branding? Yeah. It's marketing. It's your logo. It's your image. What kind of image, you know, 
you could go anywhere and buy a cookie. But sometimes yeah. you have certain consumers who have to have a certain packaging, like Starbucks. Star- coffee is coffee. Okay, you right. can go to McDonald's right. and get a good cup of coffee for a dollar, small, medium, large. It's the same dollar. But you go to Starbucks and you're going to pay a little bit more for a cup of coffee. But it's, it's their a lot more. It's their brand. <laughs> it makes you feel good going into Starbucks and getting a little Amarillo sauce or whatever they put in there versus right. going to McDonald's right. and, and, and doing it, it, a Starbucks always seem to be like a status thing. You go, you have your coffee, right. and then you sit down, and you bring your little computer in there, and, oh, you look around trying to find a man. Oh, I shouldn't say that. But everyone, you look around, and I'll I be looking now. I'll be looking at dude be coming in and out. Some businessmen be coming in there, and they be looking. But it is a, it's a status <laughs> thing, right? Am I yeah, right? Am yeah. I right or wrong? Okay, that's branding. Because some right. people are like, I, I have people come to me, I'm going to brand you. I had somebody who uh, said, I'm going to brand you. And I was like, what the, I'm going to brand you. But I already have a brand. I know who I am. But no, we're going to make a better one for you. If someone comes to you and says, I'm going to brand you, and they are, you have to pay like three or four or $500, what do you tell them? It depends uh, 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 on what kind of branding they can offer. <laughs> Some yeah. people need to be branded. <laughs> do I, I mean, hear you say some entrepreneurs and business owners need someone to brand them because they don't right. know, you know. They don't know. So, so they need to pay a specialist who's in business and has a passion for helping people develop their branding, their image, their communication to the public. Okay. 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 That's branding because I always was wondering about that. But I already had my brand, but it turned out she was – uh, this individual, I shouldn't have said she, this individual claimed she was branding um, me, but she was branding herself into my brand. <laughs> and, oh, okay, how yeah. that ha- and I caught that. I said, well, this is not about me. This is about you. What you this is what you want to do. This is what I want So we had to cut that short. That that didn't pay a dime for that. Now, we were on step right, one. We, did right. we do step two yet? Uh, step two uh, for uh, Chantel, uh, this is where her, her passion is, uh, writing a business plan. Okay. Oh, that's the icky part. Ooh, that's the hard part. You need somebody to help you do a business plan, right? No. True. Not always. No. Not always. Not always. Not always. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I, I wanted somebody to help me with a business plan before, and they said, you don't need it. You're already doing it. <laughs> what? You're already doing it. You don't need a business plan. You just went out and did it. You don't have to write it down. Do you have to write it down as a business plan? I, I'm gonna do A, B, C. I'm gonna go. I, I'm gonna. These are my goals. Uh, this is what I want to do. Um, this is where I want to be at. And sudden, that's how you do it, correct? Um, you know, I have a different outlook on that. Yo, go really ahead, and share that. You know. Successful people keep score, mm-hmm. right? So right. with a business plan, and then, too, without a vision, the people perish. You know, one of my favorite passages to read and share is that, you know, write the vision down and make it plain. So it's an idea in your head. You never put it on paper. How do you measure your goals? How do you measure your success? A business plan does need to be written down, whether you write it in the form of 38 pages or you write it in the form of this new thing that they have going on nowadays is vision board. However you write however you put it down, put it down and measure your goals and successes. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think business plans do need to be written down. They do. Right, right. They do. I agree. Okay, mine, mine is in my head. Mine was always in my head. And um, uh, mine came out, out of the form of frustration of um, mm-hmm. saying, I just want to break away and do my own thing. And when I, I broke away and did my own thing, it's scary in the type of business right. that I'm in because right. Um, right. being associated with a certain uh, – Brand. Let's, put, let's say. Let's just use the word brand. I like it. I never thought I'd be able to use that word. With a certain brand, 
and um, you have to make your own brand and start from scratch is a very difficult, scary thing. It's like um, having a, a hand glider, the, the hand glider thing where they put that glider on you and you jump off the building and you glide in the air, but you don't really know where you're going to land. That's what it feels like. Um, trying to make you're making trying to make something out of nothing. So is that what business is like? A, a building a business or starting a business? You're making trying to make something something into from nothing. You, you know what? Yeah, I would say, I would say, because it is scary. Uh, you you starting off and, and you select what whatever business it is that you're going to have, and so you're starting with mm-hmm. at at ground zero with nothing. Right. So yes, it is it is very scary. Uh, but you know what? You have to step out on faith. You have to step out on faith and just go for it. If you believe in, you got to believe in yourself and that you can do, you know, whatever it is, whatever business that you want to go out in, you just have to believe in yourself and step out on faith and just go for it. Because mm-hmm. it is a very scary okay. adventure, you know. It is. It's a leap of faith. Now, what what um, principle are we on? What step are we on now? We did three, or are we on four, three, or four? Um, just two. We are. We only completed just on two. two. Yeah, okay, yeah. Go ahead. Go, just go to three. Okay. So just just three, just to, uh, to pick up, you know, just make sure that you be able to fund your business. Now, when we talk about, uh, and I just stick with small business owners, um, mm-hmm. it costs money to start a business. You know, uh, if, if like in your look, your cookie business, if that's what you you know um, have a, a niche for. It costs money. Mm-hmm. It costs money to get ingredients and packaging and so forth. So, you know, you probably want to just kind of start saving up, you know, because most small businesses are self-funded, you know, um, at least I know, uh, you know, we are, whatever we do, we pretty much is, you know, out of our own pocket, um, mm-hmm. you know, when we started off and so forth. So, so you just want to, um, sit down and figure out, you know, what it is that you're going to need. Can you, you know, save the money and have the money to get it started? Now, you've heard these stories of people saying, I started my business with a dollar. I started my business with $20. I don't know how long ago that was, but I started it with a dollar. You know, I started, I I went to the dollar store and I had $10. And I bought five tin cans, and I used the ingredients I had at my house, and I made those yeah. cookies, and I went out and I sold them for uh, $15 a, a can, and then I came back home, and I got some more ingredients, and I went back to the dollar store. But you had to I buy mean, those ingredients to begin with, right? <laughs> I had it in my house. It was already in there. I had my flour, yeah. my sugar, my everything. I know, and I even went over to my relative's house, took their stuff too, and brought it back home and made some cookies, and just you know started selling them. And I started with what t- ten, twenty dollars. Is that possible? That's really oh, that's a good question. If you, uh, if <laughs> that's you, a good question. You know, that's the first time I would have started with twenty dollars, but it is possible. I mean, because it's you can start off, you know, success, make your make a couple of cans and, and sell it, and now you're like, okay, this is good, and people are asking you, like, could you, could I buy one? You know, you're like, okay, I got to go back and make some. Now you've gotten some cash to start, you know. It could it yeah. be possible. It's possible. Yeah. It's possible. Anything's possible. That's true. That's true. <laughs> to start with just a, literally just a little bit of something, something. That's It's possible, <laughs> but you want to have a nest yeah. egg, too, because you can't pay your rent on three – Cans of um, cookies. cookies. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, you got to exactly. have another something on the side. You know, doing something else. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. driving a cab at night or whatever, whatever it takes to pay the bills. And, and a okay, lot so of are, are small. Right, a lot of small business owners uh, like myself, like Chantel, we started off with this business, but we did work, uh, found a little part-time job to help, kind of, you know. Um, Get us to a point where we can still pay our bills, you know, mm-hmm. until things mm-hmm. tip off because things don't take off immediately, it, you know, be realistically. Some people get lucky, but realistically, things don't just take off immediately and you're rich and you can start, you know, 
uh, paying everything. Right. So, yeah. Right. 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 We're not like Donald Trump that started off with forty million. Yeah. You know, he just gave this dad yeah. gave it to him as a present or something like that. No, exactly. that wouldn't happen. Oh, no, okay. If I had forty million, <laughs> I don't think I would really be worried about starting a business. Exactly. You know, I'd start a little business when I got back. But uh, yeah, yeah, you know, that's not that's not bad. So we're on. What step are we on now, ladies? Four? Okay, so that was the question for three. Oh. So, so Chantel, we talked to you about the uh, the business structure in. Okay, so we are at um, 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 business structure. So decide whether or not you want to be a sole proprietor, um, an LLC, or a corporation, a partnership. Um, Whatever you decide you want to be, make sure that you seek legal counsel from an attorney because they are the professionals in that area that can advise you properly. Make sure that the okay. legal structure that you set up is beneficial to you in your business. So most people that I I know, I'm not an LLC. I'm a sole proprietorship because I didn't know, I didn't know what to do, you know. And so it's just me, you know. It's nobody else. I I thought if you had to be an LLC, you had to have other people working for you. So what does those those mean? And what if you can't afford to see an attorney? Uh, there are some free legal aid. I know that, but if do you really need um, a, a lawyer to set up a sole proprietorship or LLC or I think um, what do you need? What do you need to have those? You need the name of your business, business address. Mm-hmm. Um, corporations can be a little bit uh, more difficult to set up mm-hmm. because it. it entails having a board of directors or a board of trustees and whether or not a business is for-profit or non-profit and how many shares um, or stocks that's going to be available in the company. So it's more to it with a corporation. And LLC is pretty much cut and dry. Either you're a member or a managing director, you know, um, but setting up a legal entity separates a sole proprietorship, for the for example, that's mm-hmm. just the person. They're operating business mainly with their social security number. Um, their liability exposure is them and their personal assets, where when you set up a business, the business becomes its own entity. So it kind mm-hmm. of protects mm-hmm. that business owner from liability exposures or losses. The LLC. The LLC, LLC correct? LLC. Both LLC and corporation. And now, how do you get how do you get an LLC? Uh, and you have to pay for that, correct? You do. You do. You pay for the corporation and LLC with the state of Wisconsin. Okay. Okay. So, um, so do I, is there any rules, or is there something I had to abide by, or? Or um, no, the, the details and specifics on setting up the LLC and corporation, yes, there's rules. There's a lot that needs to be abided by and definitely will want, I don't care if it's free legal assistance or if they retain an attorney, um, business owners absolutely have to go and seek legal counsel to make sure that the business is set up correctly and, you know, that they are pro- indeed protecting themselves in their personal assets. From liability, from if something was to happen. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if I was right. interviewing somebody and one of you choked or something, you guys could sue me for that, right? And you were supplying us with snacks and something yeah, happened. Exactly. You know, and I, I didn't go down and grab and get it. That's never happened to me before, thank God. You know, that this is even better because I'm somewhere near or somewhere else, so if you choke you're on your own. I can't help you. But, uh, yeah, so I feel a little bit more comfortable with that. So so we did. Now we're on four. I, I want to talk about the IN number and my experience with that. I'm trying to get an IN number. Uh, 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 people were charging for these, 
and um, I, and this one young lady did it for me for free. She said, I'm doing you a favor. I'm going to do this for you for free. It's a lot of work, and, oh, this is just so oh, I usually charge about $200 for this. Tell me about the INC. Tell me how much it you cost. Tell me where you go. Almost got ripped off, I guess. Tell me about it. Who wants to talk about it, Pat or, or, or Chantel? Miss Pat, okay. you want me to cover it or you? Okay. So you go to the website. It's on, um, I think, Wisconsin.gov. And so, apply for your. Is that where? EIN right. number is with the IRS. So IRS. Oh, you talking about your, your, oh, your EIN number. Okay. Yeah, say what that is, because that's your, your, your tax number, right? Yes. yes, that's your employer identification number. Okay. And that works like, you know, Social Security number, but it's for your business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so then that allows your small business to pay state and federal taxes. taxes. Mm-hmm. So you need so, yes, that, right? Pardon me? You need that, correct? Because I, I have one. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. And as far as you were talking about, yes, uh, the IRS site, you can go and apply for it online, and it is free. F-R-E-E. F-R-E-E. Free. Yes. But this person wasn't telling me that. At that particular time, people were charging for that. Oh, you need to iron it? Oh, okay, I'm going to charge you uh, so, such and such and such. And um, you know, and I'm like, well, I didn't pay for it. I'd have, I'd have felt really crazy if. But she acted like he was really going through some changes doing it. I got to go through here and I got to go through there. Blah 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 blah. See, I did you a favor. And I'm like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. But people were so so. No one gets ripped off. You can get that your tax number for free through the IRS, yes. and you can do it online too to get that number. And you can get it right away, right? Yes. It's no, it's free. Yeah. You don't have to, you know, money. So let everybody know your tax number for your business is free. Don't let anybody rip you off. Okay. Uh, which you what off. step right. are we on? Four, okay. five. Well, was, that was actually uh, five, I think. Oh, okay, great. I'm way ahead of your game. Okay. So what six? Um, decide whether to buy an existing business or franchise. Mhm, mhm, mhm. Okay. So, so, for example, my family owns a coverall cleaning franchise. Um, that's one of our businesses under the holding company. And with the cleaning, wow. we could have decided to be an independent cleaning company where we'd have to go out, find our own contracts. Uh, we would have to hire or do all of the administrative work ourselves, all of the um, billing for our customers. Uh, we would have to create our own branding. Um, so it's kind of like do I start my own mom-and-pop shop flipping hamburgers or do I buy a McDonald's franchise that already has a household brand? Everybody knows about McDonald's. You see those golden arches, it's a given. Or do I try mm-hmm. to build from the ground up and start my own, you know? Right. Wow. And okay. there are okay. costs involved with franchising, and there are costs and expenses that are involved in being an independent um, cleaning company, for example. So you just have to do the research, which takes us back to the beginning. Like Ms. Pat said, we do our market research and find mm-hmm. out what it is that we do, what's the competition, what's the like um, likelihood that we're going to be successful. It's the same mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Wow, okay. So is that all of them? Is it six or is it more? Um. Chantel was going to tell you about that. He's just opening up a bank account, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead with that, uh, Chantel. Opening up a bank account? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty simple, pretty simple. So go to the, any, you know, financial institution that has commercial checking or savings account. You have mm-hmm. to take your your um, EIN number. That's free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to take your uh, your yes. articles of incorporation or your articles of um, LLC. Uh-huh. So you have to take those documents in and the deposit and let the banker know what your intentions are as far as opening up an account. 
Now, mm-hmm. um, business accounts cost more money. Usually they cost no. money to uh, keep them going. Well, maybe I was no, in the wrong they bank. But they, they um, Go ahead. There are free small business accounts. They are. Okay, okay. Wrong wrong information again. Okay, <laughs> so this will help somebody else. You can get a free one, you know. It has stipulations. You have to keep so much in there, so much, you know, or or whatever, uh, writing payroll checks or whatever. It was a lot of, of fees added to that, um, as I recall, years ago. So um, I guess it's changed. It's simplified. Now, I know you two ladies work together, but you have – separate businesses, and I'm going to start with uh, Chantel because I've interviewed you before, Chantel. Excuse me? Wanda? Yeah. Wanda? I just was going to say the last last thing that's very important with with your business starting is to get business insurance. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, I thought that's what the LLC was for. Oh, no. No, you need business insurance. You need uh, that. You know, that's the cost of running a business. We covered like accidents, you know, lawsuits, you know. So yes, you need to have business insurance. <laughs> oh wow! Yes. For any business, any every in any business, every business, home-based business, uh, you know, yes, business. You need to have that. If you're dealing with the public, you selling any items, um, yeah, giving services to people, you know, yes, you need to have business insurance. Because anything can happen. You got that right. So much. So true. So true. It's hard to, to prove slip and fall cases, though, these days. You know, you don't exactly. get away with that too much. It's real hard. Trust me, I've been through it, and I was hurt very badly. So they're really hard right. to prove. It's like, boy, you, they put you through a lot because they think people are trying yeah. to rip them off and just get the money, and they do it on purpose, right. uh, you know. But um, I want to um, – Talk about the businesses that you're in, because I'm going to start with uh, Chantel, because I've interviewed Chantel before, and I know that you do um, insurance. Is that correct, Chantel? I do insurance, yes. And what kind of insurance do you do? <laughs> I am. My niche is in property and casualty insurance, so that's auto, home, and business coverage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if somebody needed some insurance for their business and they're starting off, they could come to you. Yes, they can. Okay. And uh, car insurance, that's a tricky one, uh, Chantel. Why Why do, why is it, well, for me it wasn't expensive, but it's so many stipulations depending on how much your insurance is going to be, right? If you've been in an accident, if you got tickets, if if um, you, your um, license had been suspended, why is that all taken into account? of how much that you have to pay, your age, I guess, too, man or woman. Why does all this criteria depends on how much you have to pay? The whole concept behind insurance is that it is a pool of risks, meaning everyone's money. So, for example, in this pool, for uh, the sake of an example, it's mine, um, yours, Miss Wanda, and Miss Pat's money, all put together in the pot to cover if there's any accidents while we're out driving, because we're not rich, we're not wealthy. So what we're going to do is we're going to pull our money together, and just in case we hit someone and it's our fault or someone hits us and it's their fault but they don't have any insurance, we can go in and depending on how much we pay, we can cover our expenses. You know, that's the way insurance started off in the beginning. But as time mm-hmm. progresses, it got to be a little bit more complicated uh, because, you know, as people were very crafty and we're always finding ways to get under and around things. And so, you know, the insurance companies had to add more rules and regulations on. So in order to cover the cost for insurance, because it used to be cut and dry in the beginning. It was very black and white when they first started off with auto and especially home insurance, right? Mm-hmm. People started maximizing on the opportunity to get paid by property and casualty insurance. So you can hit someone, 
that you can tap them just a little bit. You're going to fall all out of the car and have injuries in places that you, we never even knew existed. That's what happened to me. <laughs> I tapped this man's car. He opened the door. Ah, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. <laughs> you faker. <laughs> We're running down the street. You're lying. You're lying. But he, somebody tried to pull that one on me. And then it, and then I caught him. I'm calling the police. And, it, and then he said, Who oh, called police? I don't have no insurance. <laughs> He didn't have insurance, but I did. And so that was a mess. He was just trying to get money, and then he got out of the car like nothing was wrong with him. So, yeah, it, it, it has happened. It has happened to me. He oh, just tapped yeah. him or, you know, he played like he was dying. He said, my back, my neck, my leg, my foot, everything was, everything just went out. But uh, nothing ever happened. His car wasn't even damaged. Um, that's tough. That's tough. It is that's, right. a, that's a tough business. So, Think about our original pool. My money, your money, Miss Pat's money. So say, for instance, we're only putting in $20 a month for this just in case of an emergency. Well, then mm-hmm. it gets a little more complicated because Chantel, you know, I'm going to put myself out there, has a lead foot. Okay. So I want to <laughs> get pulled over by the police, you know, and rack up these tickets. So now as a driver, more riskier than you and Miss Pat are as drivers, but we're all paying twenty dollars a month. So what happens is the insurance company said, "No, we got drivers like Chantel, and eventually she's gonna run somebody over and cause them mm-hmm. to fall all out of the car and you know have neck and back injuries and whatnot." That you know, you're gonna make her pay sixty dollars a month because of her driving record. Okay. Okay. So that, then that makes now sense. Yes, yes, and then it just kept adding as time went on. For certain areas, like the city of Milwaukee, we have a lot of crime. We have these little, you know, terrorists running around and stealing cars and, you know, mm-hmm. hitting other people's property with stolen cars. Well, that's not happening so much out in Ozaukee County. All right. Okay. It's happening every two minutes in Milwaukee County. So, of course, we're yes. paying higher rates. Because we have the most accidents, we have the most, you know, claims that are being paid by the insurance companies in our area. So the people who are paying into this pool, Milwaukee County's pool, we have to pay more money for our coverage. So I should move to another county then. I should move out to Brookfield or something to get cheaper insurance. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay, but I can't really afford to live out there. <laughs> I don't want to live out. I don't want to live. I like. I don't want to live in the boonies. I want to live in the city. You know. So yeah, that 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 makes sense. And now um, I don't drive that much. Thank God. I drive to my clients and stuff like that. But I don't say, Hey, I'm bored. Let me go out driving. That's a big mistake because so many people now are running lights if they don't. See, they look, the, the light is red, but they'll look both ways and just go across. And they just, yeah. they don't pay no attention. They just go, like, okay, as long as there's nobody coming, I'm good to go. And right. there's always an accident. Why is that happening? I mean, nobody obeys the law. People cut in front of you that you don't know is mm-hmm. coming. And it's, oh, I, I I hate drivers. I don't drive that much. So what's up with that? Is that also making our, um, Premiums higher too. People are not obeying the. People don't know the, the 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 traffic laws. You know what I'm saying. You know when they drive on the 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 right side of you, and that's that side is like if you want to pull over, it's not really a lane, and people come speeding through there to get in front of you, and if you hit and if you hit their car, is that your fault? Isn't it? That driving down that right, you know that right lane I'm talking about, right? It's not even a lane. It's just an area that people use right. to go around. You talk, you know what I mean, right, guys? Yes. No, yes. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. If I hit that person, that's my fault, right? Yes, it is. It is because I didn't see him coming on the on on the right side of me, and then he just cuts right in front of me. It never happened, thank God. But you know, you all of a sudden they just come out of nowhere on that right side. It's not even a lane. It's not even. A, it's not a lane. It's just. Well, anyway, I can be here all night on that one. I'm I'm not going to take up all y'all time. Me complaining about my issues with driving. But uh, yeah, you know it's it's rough out there. 
driving it, you know, ooh, people come out of nowhere. They, they don't know the rules of the road. I, I don't get it. Well, anyway, um, they know insurances I'm can be high. To ignore them. Mm, they know yeah, the I ignore them, but I say a prayer that they didn't hit my car because, uh, right. you know, mm-hmm. a lot of them don't have insurance. Now, this is the scenario I'm going right. to ask you this. What if somebody hits my car? Tear my car up. I got to go to work the next morning. Tear my car up. I call the police. They don't have any insurance. What happens to me? Then it's your, someone hits you, tears your car up. They have no coverage. You have coverage, I'm assuming. I have have collision. I don't have, you know, all the whole thing. I got collision if I hit somebody else. If my car is totaled. What would happen? Do is there? How do I get to work tomorrow? How would I get my car fixed? You're paying out of pocket because you have liability only coverage. That and coverage what about that only. person? Then did they catch them? <laughs> do they go free? They, who knows? Nowadays, seems like they all go free. <laughs> <laughs> they just keep going. Hit you, but that car always seems to work. I don't know why. <laughs> They hit you. Your car is don't work no more, but that car keeps going. But that happens a lot. You know, they they hit your car. Your car is totally demolished, but they're able to get away. Or say I got special motor in there or something. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so that yeah, so that's that's interesting because. I would like to get some new um, insurance, and uh, Chantel, I'm, I'm giving you another hand, hand, hand. I need some cheap insurance. Come on, girl, find me something for like forty dollars a month. I will. I'll take a look for you. <laughs> You're supposed to laugh because you know double well. I go find the net cheap. I was, I was uh, in the fifty-six, sixty dollars. $65 a month because it kept going up. That's what, it started low. I never had accident, and it just keeps going up and up and up. Also, with renter's insurance, every never never had a claim, and it just kept going up and up. It started off at what? $10. By the time mm-hmm. I was done, it was up to like $35, having it for like 10 years, a month. Well, check it was no longer... I'm sorry. Check your policies because sometimes I know with my main carrier, Erie, every year you're buying more coverage. So if your rate is going up, it's because they're considering um, the fact that you're you may be buying more property, and so your um, your rate could be you know ten dollars this month this year. I'm sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. This year it could be $10 a month, but next year it can be 13 Well, then they may have added, you know, maybe 5000 or two or $3,000 more in coverage. So um, check that because that might be a factor. No, what the man was saying to me, and he wasn't very nice about it, and I got rid of him, and I'm not going to say who it was, but he told me, you live in a bad area. I don't live, didn't live in no bad area. I said, I'm on the second floor. Nobody ever came in my place. And he said, that doesn't have anything to do with it. I'm like, he was just being really mean. I'm like, good luck. Now, Chantel, yeah. I got you in yeah. here, and I have to can't, I can't leave out Pat. Now, Pat, what <laughs> type of business do you have? I also have an insurance business. And? And, and my, yeah, my niche is actually life insurance and health insurance. Okay. I do, I will we do, need the health uh, insurance. How is that going with uh, working with the uh, Obamacare and working with Trump? Well, I don't know what he's doing now or what's going on. Are the premiums going up? Are people going without or people can't afford it? What's going on with that? Well, I'm going to say this. I have been watching and keeping my eyes glued to the TV and to what changes will come along, which nothing is set just yet. Um, so as far as that, I'm, I'm just keeping my eyes open to it. I do know I was uh, was actually I came across where I heard on the news, and I kind of kind of verified it. Uh, you have uh, the marketplace where now Molina for 2018 may be pulling out of the marketplace. Uh, I saw that. So that was a, yes, and uh, so I, I'm watching that carefully. 
as well because a lot of my clients are with that company. So it's like, okay, mm-hmm. what happens now? There are some um, there are still carriers that are in the marketplace, but just watching to see if anybody follows behind behind them and just how uh, this whole thing will work with with Trump um, with what he's trying to implement. Um, okay. And I'm also watching my Medicare Medicaid people as well. And yeah. it's very scary yeah. for them. They've been calling. They've been calling. And so until something starts to solidify, um, it's pretty much we're just keeping our eyes and ears open. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw on CNN that he was yelling at um, uh, McConnell or whatever to go back to the, go back and try to get um, a repeal and replacement of, right. of Obamacare. And then one of them, which is our uh, Senator Ron Johnson, uh, said mm-hmm. something about um, maybe um, he he didn't say it right out, but it was kind of like he said, well, John McCain wasn't able to make a a, right. a good choice because of his brain, his, his tumor, right. you know, and right. like mm-hmm. we, we're going to discount his vote and just go ahead and repeal and replace. And I was like, mm-hmm. these people are serious. Very They're going to take people's health insurance away. <laughs> yes. Yes, and if you know, I'm looking at the fact that the one of the things that I think Trump was saying that you know it would be a part of that is that you know it would no longer be mandatory like it is now. We it's mandatory that you have insurance, and mm-hmm. if you kind of start to take and pull those kind of things away, and this, and you pull something like that away, and people say, oh well, I don't have to have it, so I won't get you know a penalty for it now that if I don't get insurance, then what do you think will happen? So you have a body, you get sick. Right. Yeah. You get sick, what you gonna do? Exactly. So, and um, and you're gonna get sick. I'm just, you're gonna I'm get just sick. to let people know. Okay. I understand me. You may be healthy now and right. you yeah. just don't know what the future holds. And that's what insurance is exactly. all about. And I know that a Chantel can say that it's just in case. You're going to get sick. You mm-hmm. got to go to the doctor and get checked out. Women, we got to go and get checked out. We got to have mammograms. You got to have this done. We got to have that done. You you, you have yeah. to go to the doctor on a regular basis because so many, and I'm going to have a show about this, so many people, especially men that don't, haven't been a doctor in years, mm-hmm. finally go to right. the doctor and they have some catastrophic it. disease right. th- that they right. don't even know they even right. have, and they don't have any insurance. Right. Exactly. So you got to mm-hmm. have it. You got to go, and if you go on a regular basis, You'll know what's going on with your body, and it will, exactly. maybe they can catch it early. You know what I'm saying? You right. don't have to go through so much. So you got you got to have it. You prevent it, prevent exactly. it, prevent it measures, and that's what Obama was thinking about. Let's prevent this before yes. this before you get full blown. You know, and people living right. longer too. And so, um, right? Yeah, we need to have it. I'm, I'm off my soapbox right now. And you also have life insurance. You do life insurance yes. too, and. Um, right. I I had some life insurance, but I need to, you know, you're young. I, I had it for many years, and um, mm-hmm. I need some more. So um, uh, it's a, it, it's not the most pleasant thing to think about. It's not the most pleasant thing to talk about. You're a very nice lady, so I could talk to you about this. Um, mm-hmm. um, we all need life insurance because we one day we're going to go. Go ahead. Go ahead, Pat. I'm doing all the talking. Go ahead. Tell me about it. No, one day we're gonna go. It's not no if, it's when. <laughs> and yes, exactly. why do we need it? Well, because because you're gonna go and there's gonna be expenses when you do. Someone has to bury you. It could either be you taking care of things by having life insurance or you leave that burden on your family who don't have any money to do so. So there's a couple of things you that that I found out. Uh if you you know, they, they do have some pre-need plans, mm-hmm. which is just pre-planning your own funeral and just recording, like, you know, what you want done and so forth. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to, to get, you know, to get it, go straight to a funeral home and talk to them about, you know, pre-need plan. And why? Because you can lock some funeral prices in place, you know, at that time. And then your your uh, family don't really have to worry about um when in, when something does happen to you, they gotta pick up that cost. Except for, except for, if you happen to pass before you can finish making your payments. Mm-hmm. 
So I think that comes, you know, what happens then? Well, anything that you've paid in, they will honor that. So if you go in, you sit down and talk about a pre-need and say, okay, I want this, this, and this, and it's going to cost, you know, this much money. It's going to cost $10,000 just for an example. So if you paid in $2,000 and something happens, well, they're going to take mm-hmm. that 2000 and apply it to see what, what you owe. But the balance, that $8,000, is going to become due immediately almost. Wow. And that's left on your family. So, mm-hmm. And I, it, what I had to do, I had to go back, and I represent uh, several uh, funeral homes, but one person I did talk to, I said, tell me exactly what happens on that end. And that's pretty mm-hmm. much what they say. So, and if you don't have any insurance, now let, let me tell you, there's a lot going out, on out here with our young folks. They're, they're dying mm-hmm. left mm-hmm. to right. Every time you look mm-hmm. up, that's all that's And most of the time, the majority of the time, they do not, the parents do not have insurance on their children. Mm-mm. They don't. Mm-mm. So everybody thinks, oh, you know what, maybe I'll let the state bury me. Well, let me tell you, first thing funeral home is going to do is check to see if you have Title 19. Mm-hmm. If you do, you can get a uh, uh, 2500 out of that if you have Title 19. It's like a stipend, you know, um, mm-hmm. and your funeral costs can go over a certain amount, you know. Mm-hmm. But right now, as I found out, they're trying to do away with Title 19. Wow. Oh, that's heavy. <laughs> so okay. That's heavy. And, 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 and as, as, uh, as she told me, the laws have steadily changed. Every time they look up, they having them, you know, they're having meetings about, okay, this has changed here, this has changed here. And the new law, where they take, uh, if they take your Title 19, and if you do have any kind of life insurance, your life insurance got to be like about three thousand dollars or less, mm-hmm. because if you don't have any insurance and a funeral home decides to take you, you know, I think she said your bill can't go over forty five hundred. So that's all it's going to mm-hmm. cost to bury you. So, mm-hmm. so it's getting to the point now where title, you know, where they're saying, look, we've been paying, you know, they're going back after people that they've, you know, already done business with, and saying, look, you have money in a bank account. We help pay for your funeral. No, we're coming after the money in your bank account. Oh my goodness! Wow. So, so, so a lot of things are so changing. So, having said that, Pat, Pat, having said that, do you think it's going to get to a point where people are going to have to have life insurance as well as health insurance? That that's going to be mandatory, be yes. because yes. it's getting oh uh, you know it's ter- Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I agree with you. It should be, in my opinion. It, it, it really should be. You're responsible for, for, you know, all expenses when you leave this world, you know, and to have that on your parents or, you know, uh, you GoFundMe is not a life insurance policy, okay? So some of people right. got in their head, oh, I would GoFundMe. That is not what that is there for. So I think, I believe it should be, Mandatory if if for those that can afford it. And I know we've gotten I've gotten questions before. What if I can't afford it? Okay, mm-hmm. for those who cannot afford it, you don't have you do not have a job, you know, no kind of income coming in. I can understand that you're trying to you know struggling for day to day. I can understand that. But for those mm-hmm. of you when you say you can afford it, when you come and sit down and I do a budget on you and I can find out that you're buying weeds that cost two hundred bucks and <laughs> and you know your nails and uh, and so forth, and I can sit there and say, you know what, that's, your, that's a premium right there to protect your family from having going in debt to bury you. you know, that's so what true. can you tell that's me? That's so true. Mm-hmm. So what yeah, about so the companies that say, um, um, we, they have lots of them where um, you pay into it uh, for $5,000 and um, – you pay your premium maybe two hundred, and you have to live for two years, and then it'll mature. Are those good policies? Because I, you know, I'm not going to say their names, and they have those all the mm-hmm. time. You can if we did commercial plays a thousand times a day. You can. I'm so yeah. sorry that George got run away. We we didn't have money, but now you can get this. It does is that good insurance? Right. I think you're you're speaking of uh, the guarantee. What what they call guarantee? Um, the guarantee. Right. Um, Benefits. Okay, so those are good policies to have for someone mm-hmm. who has critical illnesses that can get insurance, mm-hmm. um, uh, like, you know, uh, fully underwritten insurance. 
that's a good policy to have. Um, and yes, there is uh, some stipulations. Yes, it's two years. And some have three, depending, because it, it's nice now that some of the younger um, ages now have access to it. It used to be where, okay, 45 and up, and that was only people yeah. that could get it, but, and so yeah. forth. So that kind of stuff. Um, but if you have an illness where you can't get insurance otherwise, that is a good mm-hmm. policy to have. And when they say like a two-year, it's actually you have a policy, there, you know, and for the first two years of that policy, uh, you just can't pass away from uh, sickness, you know, or illness. If you have an accident, mm-hmm. that's different. But sickness okay. or illness, because most of the time, some people who come get these policies may have cancer. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, so it, it, it's yeah. a good policy for those who who can't, you know can't get insurance any other way. And if something does happen in those first two years and you pass on from from the illness, um, they most companies will return your premiums plus get give you a, a certain percentage um, extra. So, right, right. I got. I have one more question, and we have to go. You know, I, I told you it goes fast. Did it go fast, ladies? Yes, yes. yes. It, it goes fast. It goes really fast. Um, but I'm going to ask this question that a lot of people are doing also. A lot of people are getting uh, policies on young people that maybe not living like they're supposed to be living, and uh, maybe twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars and then they put it in their name and they unfortunately something happens to them and um they um get the policy and everybody thinking in the family that uh they're going to put this money down on uh the funeral and then cover it for them but they're pocketing the money for themselves i've heard this is happening a lot uh to make a profit is that legal mm-hmm. Can you do that? If you get a policy for somebody and they pass away and uh, it matures, you know, and you get all the money but you don't put any money on um, the funeral expenses, is that against the law? Well, I'm going to tell you this. First of all, when you go and sit down and you want a person to insure a person, first mm-hmm. of all, that person, you need to have an insurable interest in that person. It's it has to be somebody that your, you know, your son, daughter, mother, father. You have to have an insurable interest in that person. Mm-hmm. So that person has to know that, you know, first of all, you're not going to get a policy on them that they know about it because I'm going to ask for that person to come and sit down if they're of age, you know, check them out. That person has to be trusting enough of someone else to name them as a beneficiary and just pray that they would do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they so can't just take the money and run off. If you name them as a beneficiary, that money goes to that beneficiary. Right, and they don't have to pay so, anything on a funeral. Mm-hmm. Because I had somebody exactly. ask somebody to uh, get a policy on this person, and uh, I guess this up individual, they were, I guess, I'm not going to go into it, but uh, ask the person, can I get a policy on you? And she's like, well, what, what for? Just in case. It's an investment. It's something that happens to you. I'm serious. I can't even make this up. But people are doing this to just in case. This is just a, in case money. And when it, when it matures, they were going to take the money. You, you can't do that. Right. Or you can do you that. Can. You can't. You, know you can't. If I, I can come to you and say, let me take an insurance policy and I'm going to Okay. I have no insurable interest in you, so I, why am I going to take an insurance policy on you? That's the first thing the insurance company is going to raise an eyebrow to, like, why? Okay. You know, okay. Are you, are you, you know, your, your work uh, partner in, uh, in, in, like, Chantel and I in business? You know, okay, that would make sense because then y'all would do, you know, a, business, uh, a certain type of policy. But why would mm-hmm. I take a policy on you? Now, mm-hmm. I, if I come and say, okay, I want a policy on my mother or, or you know, father or sister, brother, someone mm-hmm. that I have mm-hmm. to insure. That's a little different. But, we're, you know, uh, we just can't go and say, oh, I want an insurance policy on, on, on you. For what? Now, first of all, you're going to say for what? <laughs> and you're going to no, say no. No, first of all, I'm, I'm going to say, <laughs> I don't know. This person, this is just really happened. I'm not making this up. This really happened. Of course, the person oh was goodness. offended was offended mm-hmm. by this, but he, 
the person said this is just an investment. And people Mm -hmm. are doing this. I'm telling you, people are doing this, even with family members. You know, know, this person is, you know, out there, and, you know, I'm going to get a policy on this person because he might not make it to, you know, 18, you know, what he doing or whatever. And people are doing this, Mm -hmm. and that was just uh, something that I've seen recently. When you say but, that um, they may not make it to 18, when you say they may not make it to 18, then I'm thinking, okay, a parent is taking a policy out on their children, which they should or have uncle, a policy Or cousin, or, or it's a family member. Cousin mm-hmm. like that can't take a policy over on you if you're, you know, no. Mm-hmm. I got no. you. I got um. you. I got you. Now, ladies, this the we're done. But I want both of you to to, to t- say your businesses where you're located, mm-hmm. and how you can be contacted because you guys are great. And I need you oh. for two things. I need you for two things. And Sean, I'm going to put this out there to you again, Chantel. <laughs> I want to change my um, my policy for driving, okay, and then I need some life insurance, okay? Uh-huh. So you got a customer okay. right now. I do, okay, because I don't want my okay. people, you know, cursing me, because they had to pay all this money to bury me. <laughs> Although I can't hear it, I just want to have a clear conscience. I've had it. You, you got to do it. You got to do it. You can't put that on them. They'd be mad They'd be mad at the, at the funeral the whole time. I had to dish out $2,000. And we pay more for them dead than alive. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't want to hear that kind of mess. You know, he's living better in that casket than he did. I'm telling you. You know, so hey, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to. I don't want nobody saying that about me. So I have to have some life insurance, okay? And I want to make sure I I get what I want to get. So um, I'm gonna start with Chantel Parr. Um, your name, your businesses, and how they can contact you. My business is Midwest Advantage Holdings Company, and I can be contacted at two six. Two seven eight eight nine 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 or four one four two three nine eight one three two. And you're located at one two six four five West Burleigh Road in Brookfield, Wisconsin. We're in Suite twenty eight. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, uh, Miss Pat. Okay, and my business is PW Business Group. And I can be contacted at 414-526-5738. I am also located at 12645 West Burleigh Road in Brookville. And that is also 328. Yes. You two ladies are awesome to work with. You know, you're really nice to work with. And I want to let everybody know they are awesome to work with any type of issues that you have. They're very sensitive. They're very kind. They're caring people because you can go to some people that just don't care, like my insurance agent with that rent here. I mean, a rent, um, uh, whatever it is, rent, um, what do you call it? Rent insurance. He was just like, give me the money and I can uh-huh. be quiet. But um, I want to thank Chantel Parr, also Patricia Watson, for coming on the show and talking about business, because I love talking to successful business women. They are successful. They work hard. They work hard for their clients. They just hardworking women. I love it. Say it loud. I'm a woman and I'm proud. And these are proud women. You guys are say it loud. I'm a woman. And I'm proud. Are you proud of that? I am yes, proud. Yes. <laughs> say it loud. I'm a woman. And, proud. and uh, my name is Wanda Williams, your host. And I will be back next time with some more beautiful, interesting guests. You have a wonderful evening. Thank you. Much love. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.